Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. I am delighted to be with you again this week. And as always, I have an incredible guest and a really, really interesting book. And I am excited to introduce Mark Anthony to you. Um, You know, death is something that I think all of us fear. That is one of the human conditions that we fear moving on from this material existence and the unknown that rests beyond there. And yet, as people do pass on, we often wonder where they go, what happens to them. Are we able to still tap into them? Consciousness is the term used by philosophers and psychologists to describe the unique sense of self that separates one from everyone and everything else in existence. It gives each of us our individuality and contains the attributes that bestow us with our uniqueness. These attributes include personality, observations, experiences, knowledge, and love for others. In layman terms, this is known as the mind. It is called the soul or spirit by people of faith the brain's electrical field by medical professionals, and the quantum electromagnetic energy field within the brain by physicists. This is from The Afterlife Frequency, the book written by Mark Anthony. It is the scientific proof of spiritual contact and how that awareness will change your life. The stories inside of it are phenomenal, and there's a great understanding about what consciousness is, what the afterlife is, and what energy actually is composed of, and how it expresses. My guest, as I said, is Mark Anthony, and he is known also as the psychic lawyer. He is the author of The Afterlife Frequency, Never Letting Go, and Evidence of Eternity. He's an Oxford-educated attorney, world-renowned psychic, nationally recognized legal analyst, headline speaker at international conferences and universities, and favorite guest on TV and radio shows. He co-hosts The Psychic and The Doc on Transformation Network and is a regular columnist for Best Holistic Life magazine. I'd like to welcome you, Mark, to 1111 Talk Radio. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Simran. It's an honor, and uh, I've really been looking forward to this show. Um, I I love your show and also love the the name of it, 1111. That is just, from a numerology standpoint, just really powerful. Well, thank you. In your book, you talk about how, you know, synchronicity and signs live with us, and they they come through to us uh, through many, many ways and are part of this afterlife frequency, and I had my own encounter with 1111 uh, back in 2008 that was quite mystical and ongoing that uh, really led me into all of this work. And so it's no surprise that we have come together (laughs) for this wonderful conversation. And I'd like to start right where I read from in your book about consciousness, because I think that that is something that many people have uh, put different meanings to. And it really is quite a broad spectrum just from what I described in your book. And and I think now more than ever, more and more people are awakening to greater aspects of their consciousness. Do you have anything further to say in regard to consciousness as we start to lay a foundation for this conversation? 
Absolutely. One of the key concepts that I introduce in the new book, evident, uh, uh, excuse me, um, my new book, The Afterlife Frequency, is the electromagnetic soul. And what you were reading, and I, I was like, wow, I like what she's saying. And then I realized, hey, wait a second, I wrote that. And, you know, and, <laughs> but but the, the, the reason I spent years studying quantum physics, um, neurology, neurobiology, neuroscience, medicine, because yes, I'm an attorney, but I also, in the practice of law, I engaged in criminal as well as personal injury litigation. So I had to get an understanding of forensics, physics, uh, physiology, and anatomy. And I used to specialize in head injury litigation. So I had to study the human brain. And the, the debate since the beginning of civilization, you know, Simran, we've all heard that question, haven't we? we? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Of course, yes. And that was actually the question that Aristotle, the ancient Greek philosopher, asked his students. And it's, you know, it's one of those exercises in rhetoric where you ask a question which doesn't have an easy answer or which may not have an answer at all, or at least uh, one readily accessible, because it gets people to think. But what Aristotle was asking was a much broader question about consciousness. What came first, the consciousness or the brain? So I developed the term the electromagnetic soul to describe what we really are, which is pure consciousness, a soul, a spirit, um, in, in matters of faith and consciousness in realms of psychology and science, but pure consciousness, which is eternal electromagnetic energy. Because we know from the study of neurobiology that the body has an electrical field and the most complex electrical system in the body is within the human brain. The most powerful electrical systems in the heart, but the most complex is in the human brain. And so the electromagnetic soul bridges the gap between faith and science because we know from the second law of thermodynamics that energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. And that fits with what all the great spiritual teachers have been explaining for thousands of years, that the soul, the who and what we are, pre-exists the body, comes into the body, and then moves on when the body dies. And so the EMS, the electromagnetic soul, is important to understanding all forms of spirit communication. It helps us understand the existence of the afterlife, um, when it helps us understand when spirits come to us, whether it's in a dream or you feel somebody around or contact through a medium. It also explains near-death experiences, deathbed visions, share-death experiences. So my concept of the electromagnetic soul is the building block for understanding all the forms of spirit communication and the science of the afterlife. You know, as you were talking, you, you, you referenced faith as well as science. And, you know, there was a time where science was completely against whatever faith was saying and vice versa. They just was such a divide there. And now it seems to be coming back around where science is proving these things that, uh, that faith has always stated uh, are as accurate. And so it's nice to see that coming around again to blend both. And especially at this time when 
the veils are thinner. And, and that's a kind of a terminology that a lot of people in the spiritual metaphysical field say. But is it that the veils are really thinning or we're just finally becoming more aware of everything think, that's already here? I think it's a, a level of awareness. You know, I always get a big kick out of uh, when some of my colleagues and there's a number of shows, you know, around Halloween. You know, we have Dia de los Muertos and All Saints Day, All Souls Day and Halloween, All Hallows Eve. And, and you get all these people like, oh, the veil between this side and the other side is thinner. And it's like, uh-huh, right. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, really, seriously. So what you're telling me is not just um, the other side, but um, – the the multiverses, not just our universe, but the multiverse that somehow we're closer to spirit communication based on a northern European agricultural observance, in other words, harvest. And I get a big kick out of that because the the truth is the other side, the veil, you know, the separation, if you will, or the divide between our dimension and the other side dimension is just a thought away because it's all energy. In other words, think of our world as AM radio because it has energy, vibration, frequency, and the other side, the spirit realm, as FM radio. Both systems coexist and in the same locations, but they're just simply on different frequencies. And so when you get an overlap between our dimension our material world dimension and the higher vibrational frequency of the other side, what I call the afterlife frequency, that's when you get spirit communication. And so we now live in a time when people are becoming to be more spiritually aware, but we also have the science. For the past going on 60 years with the um, foundation of the Division of Perceptual Studies at University of Virginia, but at other places, Edgar um, Casey Association and uh, there's other um, institutions throughout the world have been studying spirit communication as a science, and now we're on the verge of science actually being able to prove the existence of the afterlife. So to answer your question directly, I think it's more of a matter of awareness than it is that there's something special about the, the date and time that we're living in. Well, it is good that we more and more people are becoming aware. And we are living at a time probably not like any other time in history in terms of challenge and obstacle and loss and, and different experiences that take place. However, we're feeling them quite personally. And uh, I know that many of the stories that you've shared in the book are, are truly powerful and profound in how this other dimension is able to be accessed and how you create healing and compassion for those that have been carrying so much guilt or uh, unanswered questions with them. Right now, as we look at you know, COVID having happened and people passing from that or the complications of COVID, or we look at Ukraine and some of the horrors and the atrocities or, or anywhere in the world where people are passing on from the standpoint of this uh, other dimension and interdimensional communication. Is there anything that you can share with us in terms of the role of these souls or the the trauma that people feel, the grief that people feel in having to witness these kinds of things? The sad reality is that the history of humanity is so violent. 
Um, and I'm not for one nanosecond underplaying the horror that's going on in Ukraine. And um, it's just that, you know, people say, oh, the good old days. Well, when were the good old days? Was it during the Roman Empire? Not if you were being thrown into the Colosseum, <laughs> it wasn't. Would it have been during the Dark Ages, uh, the Black Plague? What about World Wars One and Two? Human history has always been extremely violent. It's just that now we're talking again about awareness because of media and social media. We are instantly aware. I mean, the atrocities that are being uncovered in Ukraine are horrifying. And it took till the end of the Second World War for there to be documentation, photographic documentation of the atrocities committed, you know, both in the Europe, you know, in Europe and in, and in East Asia. And so we are now it, we've always been one global family. And, and, you know, people like yourself and me and, and people that are spiritual and people who actually do practice the teachings of their religions and instead of using their religion as a reason to, you know, cast the first stone, um, we understand this. And there are so many people that are just crushed with grief over these absolute horrors going on. And this is the time that we must turn to our faith uh, and, and no matter what your faith is, and so many people are saying, well, where is God? Where was God when the Russians were demolishing my town and, and murdering my family? You know, where were the Russians? You know, I mean, uh, where, where was God when the Russians and the Syrians were, were devastating Aleppo? And we can go on and on. Um, the truth is, you know, God is always there and the light is pure. However, the light can be blocked, and it gets blocked by so much anger, hatred, bigotry, and greed, and that is the hell. Um, hell not being a mystical place, you know, like, you know, you die and you go to hell. Hell's here on earth, and the really sad part is humans choose to make earth hell through their ego-driven anger, bigotry, hatred, violence, lust for conquest and power. And that's the, that's the ongoing struggle, journey in this world, is to somehow we have to get past that. We do have to get past that and become more compassionate human beings. And we started off the show talking about synchronicity. And in the book you write that spirits are part of this great fabric of energy and intelligence, which pervades and flows through our world. And so when we do have individuals in our lives that pass on, there is a way to tap into them, to connect with them, to understand that they're bringing forth that spiritual synchronicity in our own lives um, and, and that they can be accessed at any time. Uh, what can you let people know specifically from a practical standpoint about the the desire to connect with someone, what hinders that or what helps that? And we have just about three minutes before our break, um, so I'll let, just oh. let you know that before. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to give a prelude to that, and then it'd be nice if we could go deeper into that into the next segment. Yes. But, but what it is, spirits are always accessible. You know, a lot of people, after a loved one dies, feel, oh my gosh, I never feel, I never receive any messages. 
the truth of the matter is spirits are always around us or, or have the ability to be around us. And what happens is without meaning to, you can block that. Severe emotional distress, grief, uh, painful emotions create energetic blocks. Also, not knowing how to recognize the signs from spirits or wanting the contact so much that you flood the energetic field with angst, and that too creates a block. And so in, in my new book, The Afterlife Frequency, I introduce a technique to help people connect to the other side and to at least recognize the signs from spirits so that they can receive the maximum benefit. And it's always nice to hear from someone we love who has transitioned. My guest today is Mark Anthony, and we are talking about the afterlife frequency. Throughout the ages, human experience has included contact with spirits, whether through a medium, deathbed vision, or near-death experience, but all too often we dismiss those encounters, saying they are not compatible with science. Mark offers healing for those coping with grief, PTSD, and survivor's guilt. He teaches how to work with a medium and introduces his four-step raft technique, which we'll go into in the next segment. Even though everyone is not a psychic or a medium, Mark says that by using the raft technique, anyone can develop a heightened sense of spiritual situational awareness. This skill enables you to detect signals transmitted by spirits and know what to do with that information. This will not just change your life, it can save your life. You can find out more about Mark his books, which include The Afterlife Frequency, Never Letting Go, and Evidence of Eternity, by going to afterlifefrequency.com. While you're there, sign up for his newsletter. He has quite a few events that are coming up, the first of which, after our pandemic, will be in Orlando, April 23rd and 24th, at the Orlando Spiritual Church. And then he has other things coming up that you will want to know about as well uh, at Edgar Casey's Ancient Mysteries Conference and also a conference on helping parents heal. Again, go to afterlifefrequency.com and definitely sign up for his newsletter so that you can find out more. Before we go to the break, I want to let you know about our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm so grateful for them because so many individuals are reaching out and getting the support they need, whether it is something interfering with happiness or preventing individuals from achieving their goals, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, has been able to be a powerful activator in their lives. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy, and this month we're focusing on relationships because relationships take work, especially the most important one that you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? In my own personal growth and spiritual expansion, self-love and learning how to be compassionate and kind to self has been truly powerful. It's time, perhaps, for you to have some support with that. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. They are offering 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11 for my 1111 Talk Radio listeners. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. 
It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. They offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I am inviting you to give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Go visit them right now, betterhelp.com forward slash 11. We'll be right back with Mark Anthony and his wonderful book, The Afterlife Frequency. Remember, also visit afterlifefrequency.com during the break and come on back. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. We're going to get right back with Mark Anthony in just a second, but I do want to invite you to also order my book when you're ordering Mark's, The Afterlife Frequency. You can pick up a copy of my new book, Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. If you had a how-to manual that illustrated every type of situation you would encounter, would you want it? Well, I wrote the book that I wish I had had when I was born that was handed alongside me as a how-to manual so that I would know how to face every set of blessings, unorthodox, unconventional blessings that we end up meeting. 
And those are the blessings of life, challenge, conflict, chaos, obstacle, and darkness, also death. We will die repeatedly throughout our lifetime and go through this cycle of unorthodox blessings because they're part of how we grow, expand, and they serve as secret passageways for personal empowerment. So go ahead and pick up your copy of Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience, and you can pre-order the second uh, book in this series of three. It is called Being, The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace. My guest today is Mark Anthony, and he is the psychic explorer and the author of The Afterlife Frequency. His other books include Never Letting Go and The Evidence of Eternity. He is uh, also uh, a speaker and a conference and workshop leader, so you can find out more if you go to his website, uh, the Afterlife Frequency, excuse me, afterlifefrequency.com, and you will find out about some upcoming events, including Orlando, April 23rd to 24th, and uh, some additional conferences, such as Helping Parents Heal and the Edgar Casey Ancient Mysteries Conference, so definitely check that out. So, Mark, as we, as we come back, how is it that the electromagnetic soul of a loved one knows things beyond what they knew when they were living? How is it that they're able to know things about us? I was completely struck by the story uh, of the conference you were doing where children surrounded you, and they started speaking to parents in the audience uh, about things, and one particular child happened to um, relay the message to the mother that it was not her fault that she passed away in the womb due to an infection, and then relayed about the father having a heart issue. How does a child that was never born, a spirit that was never incarnated, stay around long enough to know these things and continue with us as we move through our lives, are these guardian angels or are they simply just part of the fabric of consciousness? That is such an amazing question. One of the things that I've been studying in which I wrote about in the afterlife frequency, and of course you gave a great example of this, how would a baby that didn't even come to term be able to discuss and transmit such incredibly complex concepts? This gets back to the electromagnetic soul. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. People of faith believe that the soul, the who and what we are, pre-exists the body, comes into the body, and then moves on after the body dies. Now, understanding that helps us understand and answer your question. That's because, yes, the child who died may have been a fetus, but that doesn't mean that See, people are confusing the body with the electromagnetic soul. Souls are immortal living beings who have been through many incarnations. And so when a, the spirit of a baby um, communicates, you know, they're not communicating as an infant. And electromagnetic souls are, think of your, your soul as a drop of water. And when we are not in the body, that drop of water plunges into this eternal ocean of sea of souls, the sea of souls. And so electromagnetic souls are linked to other souls, linked to other souls, linked to other souls. And that's what I call the collective consciousness. So there's this vast consciousness. Some people call this that we are all cells in the body of God, which I tend to believe. And so what happens 
is spirits will come through and they'll start transmitting to me information that far exceeded the scope of anything they knew in this world. And people will tell me, well, he didn't know that or she didn't know that. Well, they may not have known it in this world, but as being energetically linked to this vast, infinite database, they're able to present information that, that, like I said, exceeded the scope of what they knew in this world. So in the example that you're giving, a baby's coming through, or the spirit of, of their child, who the body was a baby when, when sadly, uh, the baby uh, passed, is part of the collective consciousness, which is electromagnetic energy. And so they're able to scan uh, somebody and they'll say, okay, you've got a heart problem, you've got this problem, you've got that problem. Or they're able to um, glean events that are in what you and I would call the past or the future. And so this is all part of what I explain in detail in the, the afterlife frequency, because spirits being pure energy, we know on the subatomic level, and I know I'm really getting a little bit uh, <laughs> ahead of myself here, that energy, um, all right, let me explain it like this. Everything's made of molecules, which are made of atoms, which are composed of electrons, protons, and neutrons, which in turn are made of the smallest unit, which is quanta, or singular quantum. And that's where the term quantum physics comes from. And so that means, Simran, that on the quantum level, there's no distinction between biology and physics. Biology is the study of living organisms, animals, plants. Physics is the study of inorganic matter and energy. And for centuries, there's been a, a division between the two fields of science. But now we know when you get to the subatomic level, everything's electromagnetic energy. Now, what that means is you, me, and all the listeners, we are on the subatomic level, the same form of electromagnetic energy that this show is being broadcast on. That is the surface of the moon. That is the water in the ocean. That is the distance between the earth and the sun. In other words, everything on the most basic level is energy, which has different vibrational frequencies. And this isn't some bizarre, macabre concept. I mean, this was something that Albert Einstein and his colleagues, like Max Planck and Werner Heisenberg, I mean, all the greats of, of, of physics, came up with which now phys physicists of our era are now proving. And so when you get to the subatomic level, it has been theorized that time doesn't exist. And this is why spirits can bring up future, what you and I would call future events. Now I'm given a really whiz bang boom um, explanation of that, but um, I hope that under, um, hope that uh, helps the understanding, and I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I love the detail that you provided, and um, I'm sure that the listeners are able to to have a more expanded understanding as you're talking, both in the uh, group where the children all came forward, and in another setting where you were giving a talk where uh, you brought up Paisley and multiple people in the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, were able to connect to that. It goes back to that spiritual synchronicity and, and the collective consciousness and communication coming together. So talk a little bit about how 
we we are in the right place at the right time. We come together in certain experiences for whether it is the experience we're meant to have or whether it's to get that message. Does that often happen in your conferences and in your groups that it is a typical theme or a type of collective that you are gathering and speaking to? Well, I think that uh, synchronicity happens to us every day. Uh, when it comes to spiritual synchronicity, spirits can help influence and guide um, our decisions. Now, nothing spiritual is controlling. And so if if somebody feels guided to an area, you know, we may we still have free will, but um, but spirits are here to act as a guide and a positive influence. And so what I've found, in many of, of my um, readings and in public demonstrations, somebody that didn't think that they were you know, going to be at the event suddenly was able to, and then they receive a message that they really needed to hear. For example, um, I was doing a, a public event, and there was this young lady and her mother, and the, the young lady's grandfather, which was her mother's father came through and right through me comes, you're not to go to the concert. That comes right out of me. And this girl looks at me and goes, but I'm supposed to go to this rock concert next weekend. And her mother goes, no, you're not <laughs> You know, like this. And I mean, it was kind of funny at the time. And I said, look, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but your grandfather is saying you are not to get in that car. Okay. Well, a year later, Simran, I was doing another event and this woman and her uh, daughter came up and they said, do you remember us from about a year ago? And they were explaining, I said, oh yeah, yeah, now I remember. Cause you know, I, at the time, you know, before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of public events. Now all the events I'm doing are online. So, you know, I, I do a lot of readings for people. And they said, the message from, from grandfather was, I was not to get into that car. She said, well, so I called my friends and I told them, you know, this, the psychic medium, Mark Anthony told, uh, told me not to go in the car. So, well, it really freaked my friends out. So they were driving to the concert. She goes, my mom wouldn't let me go. And they decided to drive slower. So they're on the interstate and they're going slower because they were freaked out. And all of a sudden they ran over something and all four of their tires blew out. All four of them. And she said, oh, my God. And so they were stranded on the highway until the um, uh, highway patrol could get there. And and apparently there had been some type of wreck or something. Some debris had fallen out of a truck not long before they were in that area. And when they ran over it, I mean, we're not talking one blowout. All four of their tires blew out. Mm. And the trooper said, thank God you girls were going only 50 miles an hour. If you've been going 75 or 80 or faster, he said, you could have, have, have flipped and, and you all could have been killed. And, you know, and, and this woman and her daughter are like, well, how is this possible? So, you know, I explained to them that spirits are not here to control us, but because they can see future events, they can engage in spirit intervention. So luckily, and, and that, that young lady and her mother just happened to be at my event that night. So certainly it, it um, the guidance from grandfather helped that young lady not be there, but because she had the, the wherewithal to tell her friends, hey, hey, you know, be careful because they were going slower. Grandfather's intervention may have saved many lives that night. Mm, that's powerful. 
That's truly, truly powerful. There was another story in the book uh, about a set of siblings whose mother was um, uh, had Alzheimer's and, and really not cognizant. And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, she spoke very clearly to them, had a type of lucidity that was so clear. And she was also able to see her husband, her parents. Talk a little bit about that lucidity that came forward all of a sudden. Is that something that typically happens or is that, that feels like that's no longer the body of the person anymore, or the mind of the person, but that's the eternal aspect of the person? For thousands of years, physicians have noted that people who were comatose, uh, completely non-responsive, just before physical death, they open up their eyes and they're able to communicate and they're lucid. And I believe that Hippocrates, the ancient Greek physician, was one of the first to notate this. This phenomenon has been observed all over the world, and it's baffled neuroscientists because there's no one common denominator. In other words, it could happen to someone that may have Alzheimer's, like um, the woman in the book that I wrote about, but it could also be somebody who is brain damaged, has brain tumors, may have schizophrenia, um, severe um, disease of the brain, it could be people who are uh, oxygen deprived and, and receive severe brain damage. There's so many different types of, of uh, maladies which can impair mental functioning. And then in we estimate around 8%, and I think it's actually higher than this because, you know, it's now being reported and recorded, is people all of a sudden wake up and they begin to they're rational and they're lucid. And so Professor Michael Nam and Professor Bruce Grayson, and Dr. Bruce Grayson is one of the scientists who endorsed the afterlife frequency. Um, they've termed, they've, they've given this a name. They call it terminal lucidity. People who are terminally ill at the very last moment regain complete lucidity. And they're still trying to figure out how And what's interesting is one thing that all neuroscientists agree on is that right before death, the brain does not suddenly grow a billion new neurons. Now, I I, um, offer an explanation how this happens. I'm going to have you uh, hold that, Mark, and share that explanation when we come back after this commercial break. Mark was born into a family where psychic and mediumistic abilities have spanned generations. So communicating with spirits is in his DNA. By the time he was three and a half years old, his abilities as a medium surfaced, and he started conversing with invisible friends. One advantage of having parents who were also mediums was that they too could see these spirits and knew they were not a figment of his imagination. The afterlife frequency bridges the gap between science and spirituality in an extremely accessible and entertaining way, thanks to the compelling real-life examples that Mark shares from his experience as a psychic medium and world adventurer. He introduces his cutting-edge term, electromagnetic soul, to explain how interdimensional communication occurs when the lower vibrational frequency of the electromagnetic soul touches the higher vibration of the afterlife frequency. You can find out more about all of his work at afterlifefrequency.com. Sign up for his newsletter. Go to the events section and see what's coming up as he is getting back out and doing live events. And order your copy of the Afterlife Frequency today. We'll be right back with more of Mark Anthony. 
you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Many people wonder why they never experienced after-death communication in the wake of a loved one's death. One of the main objectives in the journey through grief is acceptance, not only of the person's death, but of the fact that your relationship has transformed from one of a physical nature to one of a spiritual nature. Although one may not intend to do so, an intense state of grief can obstruct after-death communication from a spirit. This is from Mark's book, The Afterlife Frequency, The Scientific Proof of Spiritual Contact and How That Awareness Will Change Your Life. It is filled with stories, with a lot of science, a lot of technical information so that you also understand that, but then also the human and personal aspects such as uh, going through grief and how to move through those experiences so that you can expand your own connection, whether it is through a medium or whether it is through you opening up to the raft technique. I know we were talking about terminal lucidity, Mark, and there's so much in the book, so I'm going to have people buy the book to learn more about that and have you go ahead and dive into the raft technique and what that is and how that supports individuals in tapping into their uh, deeper senses. The raft technique is one of the, the teaching elements 
of the afterlife frequency. Because, Simran, I was trying to figure out how do I explain to people who aren't mediums or psychics how they can get the benefit of a medium or psychic experience. And so I'd hit the dreaded writer's block, you know, and I know you've written a book, so you you know what it is. And doesn't it always happen on the day that you schedule the whole day off just to work on your book? (laughs) 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 It, 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 you know, so here I was, I was working at the computer and nothing, nada, couldn't get a thing. So I thought, okay, and and you got to walk away. So I decided to go for a walk on the beach. So I'm headed down my driveway because I live near the ocean and it's, you know, it's a couple blocks away and all of a sudden I get this tingly sensation. So I realize, ah, electromagnetic activity feels spiritual. And all of a sudden I realize I'm getting guided, not in the direction of the ocean, but instead along this bike path. So I'm walking down this bike path around, you know, it's midday and I see these two objects shining on the path and I walk over and it's a nickel and a penny. And I hear both my parents have passed and I hear my mother's voice and spirit. If they're not heads up, it's bad luck. And I'm laughing because that part of the family's Italian and, you know, we have a superstition for all occasions, you know, like don't walk under a ladder. <laughs> oh, my God, a black cat. I mean, it's all this stuff, you know, and it's funny because, you know, and then I hear my dad, the NASA engineer, the Navy SEALs voice. It's money. Grab it. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing and I'm holding this nickel and this penny in my the palm of my hand. And I go, oh, six cents. And I go, wait a second. Six cents. So now I knew I was right where I was supposed to be. This is some type of uh, synchronicity. The cold chills and tingles overwhelm me, Simran. So I know, see, that's not a scary thing. That means spirits are connecting with you, but it's the same sensation in the fight or flight response, which is why people automatically assume spirit communication is somehow negative when you start feeling that. But once you're experienced with it, it's like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? And in my mind's eye, I see my dad standing in the ocean up to his waist. He was a Navy SEAL, and he was a scuba diver and a swimming instructor. And I saw him holding this blue canvas raft that he used to ride waves with. And we used to have a lot of fun when I was a kid. And I'm like, raft? And then I hear my parents' voices in unison. Mark, teach people to recognize signs from spirits accept the contact is real, feel it without overthinking it and trust the message. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I run back to the computer and the words just come flying. I mean, writer's block gone. Thank you, mom and dad. And then I realized this was quite a bit more complex. But what they did, Simran, is they walked me through it. They gave me a living example of what raft is. I recognized the signs from my, you know, my parents' spirits. And then I accepted the contact as real. I felt it without overthinking it. And that's where people go wrong. It's the third step. Oh, it's just a nickel and a penny. Oh, this is a coincidence. It's a grief-induced hallucination. I'm overthinking it. No, 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 no. All right, when you start doing that, that's it. You know, uh, forget it. Um, and, and, and so you've got to feel first, think later, and then trust the message. And then, yeah, and then I realized that the raft technique um, helps people that maybe you've had a dream where a deceased loved one comes in and communicates with you and it feels real. Well, you can use raft after the dream to help you understand uh, the messages. It can be applied to near-death experiences, helping to make sense of those, which can take years to understand, 
deathbed visions, like somebody who will um, see spirits just before they're dying, but people who are not in imminent danger of dying also perceive these spirits. This is what's known as a shared death experience, and I go quite heavily into that, and my electromagnetic soul theory explains how uh, near-death and shared-death experiences are not only possible, but how they happen. And so the RAF technique, I realized that the message that I received was for this broad application and that it helps people who are not necessarily psychics and mediums, but everyone is capable of having a psychic and mediumistic experience. And when you apply RAFT, that helps you recognize, accept, feel, and trust the messages from the spirits. I would like to say one thing about trusting the messages. Yes. In this day and age, there's a lot of crazy people going around saying spirits are telling them to blow things up, uh, to put on a bomb vest, to start an insurrection. I mean, I was disgusted when I saw that the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church deemed Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine as a holy war. Okay, here's a prime example. Okay, and also why separation of church and state is so important, because this patriarch is is basically an extension of that. There's nothing spiritual about that, because messages from spirits are never about anger, bigotry, hatred, or violence. Those things are a direct byproduct of the human ego edging God out. True messages from the divine, from God, true messages from spirits who are guiding us are about peace, love, healing, resolution, and protection. Like the grandfather saying, don't go to the concert. And in, and in so doing, the young lady didn't, and she told her friends, and they drove carefully, and when their all their tires blew out, they no, nobody got, got injured. Those are true messages from spirits. If you start hearing, oh, let's start an insurrection and and, then let's invade the Ukraine, there's nothing spiritual about that. That's just someone groping for a moral justification to carry out an extension of their ego-driven agenda. And so the RAF technique explains how to receive and process and make the maximum benefit of the true messages from the divine. I really appreciate um, that last dialogue and, and you sharing so that individuals do recognize that we have to be very aware um, of the deceptive intelligence. The ego will sneak in and <laughs> convince you of things. And um, so it is important to recognize, accept the reality, feel first, think later, uh, and then trust. That is a, a beautiful, beautiful um, yeah, you know, technique the, to use. The, the ego, it also tells you you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. You know, the ego can be quite problematic. Um, you know, normally we think of egoistic people. You think of the, you know, the, the people going on that are, you know, bragging about themselves. And that's another aspect of it. But I've also heard that the ego also tempts you with the promise of something you already possess. In other words, you are good enough, you are smart enough, you are pretty enough, you are talented enough. You don't need your own self tearing you down. And but in, but we also have to temper that with there's a difference between ego and self-confidence. You know, people are, oh, you have a big ego. Well, no, if somebody has self-confidence, that means they have faith 
and they're trusting in in uh, their own abilities. When somebody goes around and say, I alone can change and save the world and me, 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 then that's when you know the difference. That's when you know the difference. You do go into more about NDEs and shared death experiences, which I was not as familiar with, so it's really powerful information in there. We have just a little bit of time left, and I want to point to a really powerful passage where you spoke about karma and the different levels of karma. I know right now when people look at individuals that are doing negative things or creating harmful acts, you know, the first thought for the human mind is always, I hope they get their karma. (laughs) When will they get their (laughs) karma? Um, And I think that you gave a really beautiful explanation about individual collective uh, and karma experience. Would you share a little bit about that? Well, karma is, you know, whatever you do comes back on you. And I spent a lot of time writing about that. And it's interesting that you say that because I just submitted an article that I'm writing about karma for Best Holistic Life magazine. It'll be in the September issue. But let me say it like this. When I was a little boy, I was about four years old and um, my brother was 10 and um, I had a teenage sister and we just moved to Orlando, Florida. And we had to become a two-car family. So, you know, we had this old clunker station wagon that my mom would, you know, drive around. And because, you know, they were a young family. And there was this neighbor that always looked down her nose at us. And she'd look at the car. And and her husband had just bought her this brand-new shiny white Cadillac. And she'd always sneer and and all this. And and then one day, um, it was after school. Uh, my brother just got home. My sister was at dance class. It was laundry day. And, you know, because we just moved there, we didn't have a washer and dryer. So mom takes us up the street to the laundromat. And there, it was in this little strip mall. There's a laundromat next to it, a convenience store at the produce stand. Well, the snooty lady comes up because she was going to the produce stand and she looks at our, our, uh, at us and she says, oh, can't your husband even afford a washer and dryer. And before my mom could say anything, my brother's like, look, and there's all these animals come running out of the woods across the street. And this, this old guy comes uh, screeching up in his car and he goes, take cover. There's a tornado. And we're like, Oh my God. You know, we just moved from New Jersey. We don't have tornadoes in North Jersey. And this tornado touches down in the woods and it's tearing the trees apart and everyone's screaming. And, and the old guy gets us all and we're in the back of the laundromat and all this. And there was this huge Coke machine out front of the laundromat. All of a sudden it flies up into the sky and comes crashing down right on this lady's brand new shiny white Cadillac. Mm. And then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the tornado left, and this lady screamed, "I can't!" You know, and uh, and uh, if that wasn't instant karma, I don't know what was. But uh, I'll never forget the old guy. You know, he comes out, and I thought he was Santa Claus. You know, I'm four, and he had blue eyes and this long white beard and all that. And he goes, "Ma'am, it's just a car. Be thankful you're alive. We're all alive." And then this woman's crying, and, and my mom said, and she's looking at her old, you know, our old clunker, which hadn't been touched. And, and mom says, would you like a ride home? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, I think that's, uh, and that's not in the book, but that's a new story that I'm, I'm writing. Um, uh, there's a bit more to it for that. But I call this one instant car, C-A-R hyphen M-A. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Karma. <laughs> 
Uh, the Afterlife Frequency reviews many areas of soul science, from survival of consciousness after physical death and the primacy of consciousness through spirit involvement in our lives and the controversial topic of hell to evidence for divine intervention every step of the way mark interweaves contemporary science with spiritual understanding and some humor in an engaging and energizing way the afterlife frequency is about replacing this fear with the light of understanding that the supernatural is part of nature and that the paranormal is actually quite normal you can find out more about Mark Anthony, the Psychic Explorer, by going to afterlifefrequency.com. Definitely check out his book, The Afterlife Frequency, and his others, Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. In addition, go to his event section, sign up for his newsletter, and if you're in the Orlando area, attend his event April 23rd and 24th. Otherwise, you can look up Helping Parents Heal which is another conference, and also the Edgar Casey Ancient Mysteries Conference that he will be speaking at. Uh, in addition to those things, he has online events and he does personal sessions. So definitely check him out at afterlifefrequency.com. Thank you, Mark Anthony, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It was an absolute pleasure. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.